BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. It's actually Strut is my beginning and is my last name. So all together, it's Stretch. Hey, nice segue. Stretch, thanks there, Mark. Uh, <laughs> what is the message? I get to interview myself. Yes. Where's Nick? I want Nick Vassos. I can't work under these conditions. All right. Let's go. From Fox 4 News in Kansas City. Are we rolling? Are we on? Hello. I'm Nick Vassos. <laughs> this is Signal Hill. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to Signal Hill, our special little podcast. If my voice does not sound familiar, I am not Nick Vassos. This is Mark Alford filling in for the one and only Nick Vassos on Signal Hill. We're talking with Casey Originals, where we... Uh, convince people to come in, even if they're wanted by police, to uh, come in and talk with us a little bit about getting started in Kansas City when it comes to restaurants and businesses. And uh, Stretch from Grinders is here today. What do you think of our podcast studio, Stretch? This is really pretty spectacular. It's a little, you know, two steps above the tree fort I grew up in. Yeah. <laughs> Where did you grow up? Philly area. Yeah. New York, Delaware, Rhode Island, Connecticut. You know, that, that, that chemical corridor. Oh, it's beautiful <laughs> there. <laughs> This time of year in lovely Jersey, it's wonderful. <laughs> in fact, you import all your rolls from the Philly area, don't you? That you yeah, use in the restaurant. Cheesesteak rolls, Amarosa yeah. rolls, about 50,000 of them a year. That's so, crazy. Right? That's a lot of rolls. That's a lot of trucking. You get back there often to Philly? I, you know, once a year. I don't really have many friends there. I don't have any friends anywhere. Yeah. We're, <laughs> <laughs> who's your best, aside from me, who's your best friend here in Kansas City? Man, other than my immediate family, that's yeah. a tough one. Um, Who do you hang out with on an average day? Uh, nobody. I really don't you hang out with anybody. I am. I have a lot of family people. Everyone in the company, I think, is my family, but I don't really just go hang out anymore. It's, you know, you kind of spin the roll of well, decks so of people. you're so busy. You got things, you're like sp- spinning plates, the guy in the circus that spins the plates. I love those guys. Yeah. I used to say all the time, you know, I have a lot of balls in the air, but, it, you know, those, those, <laughs> those, those guys spinning the plates, I don't know how they do it. I mean, well, it, it, it's a lost art. That's another podcast we'll get to that. Uh... <laughs> Where's Nick? I want Nick Vassos. I can't work under these conditions. Tell me about your hair. <laughs> All six of them. They have a story. <laughs> Did you always have funky hair where it shoots out like you're being electrocuted? Um, you know, again, grew up in the chemical corridor. Uh, so, you know, someone sent me a photo of my old high school yearbook the other yeah. day. And it was, it, I, I remember people used to have to stand on my head. My mom would always wet it down. I had that alfalfa thing sticking up in the back. Then they just kind of all just rebelled years ago and uh, took off and just started standing up on their own. Now it needs a little extra help. And, you know, without my hairstylist, um, that's... Uh, what is your last name? Um, it, it's actually Strut is my beginning and Ch- <laughs> is my last name. So all together, it's Stretch. <laughs> is it kind of like Cher, you only go by one name? Or Elvis, Elvis but yes. more of a masculine thing. No, my last name's actually Rumaner, R-U-M-A-N-E-R. And what's the derivation of that? What country? Um, it's origin? kind of an Armenian-Russian kind of background. And just to make it contemporary, there might even be some Ukraine in there. Huh. Well, <laughs> we'll ask Donald Trump about that. No, we don't talk about Mr. Trump, and we don't talk about any politics anymore. We're not allowed to. I'm not allowed to. Why, does that divide the business base and lose you money? It 
brings money in and can take money away. Yeah. I try and keep my political views separate from my businesses, and it seems like every time I mention anything, whether I'm a believer or not, um, you know, it goes you the wrong did, way. Yeah. As an artist, I feel like I should be able to speak freely, but it's a double-edged sword. Because you own a business, and you're trying to bring in business. That's true. You know, we have almost 200 employees, and they count on me not to uh, say one thing wrong mm. in either direction. And in this hot age of temperaments these days yeah. you know uh it's 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 not as easy to it has speak gotten freely. nasty hadn't it it is you can't talk about anything anymore everything is taken out of context all these armchair trolls that sit in their little basement dwellers you know and uh take you know why do you think you. that is because of social media everyone has a voice now and can be heard used to be the nut jobs beyond the corner yelling I, I, I would prefer somebody to speak to me rather than type to me. I well, they won't say no the emotion. same they things. They won't. They, no one would do that. You know, I, I think, you know, animals have always had it correct. You know, the dogs just go sniff someone's butt, and uh, you know how they stand right there. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that Cheech and Chong routine, Fifi? No. You never listened to Cheech and Chong growing up? I, I, I ha- I've seen the movies. I don't oh. know if I listened to the Cheech Well, Google Chong. that, and you can hear yeah. that routine. It's about... The dogs out in the yard. Hey, Fifi. Yeah. <laughs> I will. Anyway. <laughs> Cheech and Chong. You remember them, right? Oh, yeah. Actually, Chong yeah. comes to town quite a bit. He has some family here, I believe. Yeah. He's been our show. He tied uh, a necktie. I had a necktie, and Don was here at that time. And che- was it Cheech or Chong? Which one died? One of them died, right? Chong. Oh. I think it's still. I've, I didn't know one of them. Died. Tommy Cheech? Chong. Tommy still, Chong. Yeah, he. Tommy Chong was here, and he tied this necktie. I've got a picture of it somewhere around my head. He's the taller head. one. Yes. Of course, to me, everyone's tall. So. This is true. You know, I you're feel pretty good. I feel pretty good right next to you. You're vertically challenged too. I am. You know, gravity works. That's what I tell the mugwumps. I think you know several things in life. You know, I'm I'm 54 years old now. I have all my original teeth. I've only been to jail twice. I've been all. 50 have you really states. been to jail? Uh, yeah, yeah. I For got, what? You know, Hocus Pocus, 12th and Locust. Um, well, that particular time, um, I went, uh, we were doing a big art project in Kansas City, and a friend of mine decided he wanted to light a full-size 1969 Charger pinata. That's the, uh, the key point there, pinata. A pinata. paper mache car right. on fire. And um, the police showed up, and the fire department did not come because we were just down the street, you know, and they kind of always said, hey, you know, you can have a fire as long as you have some meat right. nearby. You're but cooking were, hot dogs. We, were, we had, it was, you know, Mardi Gras, and uh, we had about four-story flames out there, and um, the police brigade and the fire showed up, but uh, about 13 of us all went to jail that night. And For um, arson? Um, no, they kept saying we were burning a car, and... None of it was a car. Again, it was paper mache. It was a complete misunderstanding. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you told your cellmate? <laughs> yeah, actually, I was a vegetarian, believe it or not, at the time, and they were trying to feed me bologna sandwiches, and I was anti-bologna that night. It was a lot of fun. If you're going to go to jail, go to jail with all your friends. So you were down in the county jail for how long? Oh, maybe six hours at most. Oh. It was processing. But you got a mug shot out there? And- uh, you know, they no, no, hmm. no mug shots. No? No, and then we got let off. Um we had a great lawyer that when they actually read, they they wrote the ticket up that we were, you know, bestiality or something that we were all guilty of at the time. Bestiality? So it, was, <laughs> it was just a bizarre, you know, deal. They Anyway, some people stayed a little longer than I did. I got out mm. a little early. Good behavior. If you have not been to Grinders in the Crossroads, explain what Grinders the experience is for people. 
Wow. So Grinders actually turns 15 this year. I don't know if you know that. Really? 15-year anniversary this that. year. We had a big party last week. Uh, we I didn't get my invite. Houses. Yeah, you're going to have to get... You make the news. We post it on the news and social yeah. media. You know, I come down there and have a beer occasionally after uh, work. I hear. Sometimes during up. my break. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on how bad it is. Depends on how many beers. No, right? I love I've, I love your beer selection. I love the atmosphere there. But it's not. it's not like a place you take... Well, I take my wife there sometimes. It's not a place that you can sit and have a nice, quiet conversation because there's so much going on. It's just a, we're an experience yes. down there. And Grinders started out because there was a nece- necess- necessity to open a Grinders. There was no good cheesesteaks and pizza place in town that were open on Sunday and had beer. And as the beer, you know, has gotten better and tastier, we've had great, you know, uh, people on our staff that have been bringing in that great product in bottles and cans and draft beers, and it's just growing. And we in the East Crossroads, there there was nothing there, so you know, we kind of forged that area and took over. And uh, 15 years later, but coming into a grinder is like being on an East Coast. It's kind of a CBGB's kind of setup at that particular location. It's a much more rock and roll than Grinders West. And Grinders West was born out of great food and family and not so much in your face rock and roll. And then the one in Lenexa is just pretty much it's I mean it's a whole different environment. They're all different. Are the people different who visit the Lenexa? It's more mom and pops and you know, straight laced or it's it's interesting because people live in Lenexa, go there at night and then they'll have lunch downtown. Uh-huh. And then they'll bring their kids out. But they're all safe. They're safe, you know, locations. It's on two and a half acres. You can run around with your kids or your pets and sit outside, have that cocktail or beer and great food. And hmm. uh, I am a firm believer that you know art, food, music cross all cultural boundaries. And that's what Grinders is about. It's a safe haven for anybody or any, you know, beliefs or whatever. You can speak freely there. Um, just don't want anybody to be hurt in any form or fashion. I like the people who work uh, with you. I'm not going to say for you because I know you're there. Kind of part of the family there, and and uh, most of the time they speak highly of you. And uh, no, they do. All that. <laughs> but, yeah, but you, I'm agreeing in, with you on that one. No, they they. Uh, I mean, you you'll see the gauges in their ears, the 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 tattoos. You got quite a few tattoos. But if you're like a conservative person and you you haven't experienced that, it can be intimidating. And then you come in there and you go, oh, well, th- I, these people are great. I love these people. Just, you know, don't judge a person by the, you know, the, their skin color or the book, if you will. Right. And Grinders is inviting that. You know, we always say you can be in a suit, a zoot suit, a clown suit, your birthday suit, you just have to sit on plastic at the very end of the bar. Uh, and everybody should get along. And if you don't know who they are, sit down at the table. Uh-huh. Make that friend. Um, and, and be sure to show your ID because they will ask you. I don't care if you're Carl DeCapo and you're 90 years old. They're going to ask you for your ID. This is true. Yeah. 15 years, we've never been brought up on knock on wood on Come any in. kind of uh, issues with our liquor license and stuff like that. So it, it's been really a cool ride, and they really look out for everybody. And um, you know, it's it's. It, I never thought I'd fall into the food world like I have. You know, you can build a million bridges and you do one Food Network show. All of a sudden, you're you know, celebrity chef, and I, I love it. The food and the art and the creativity, and art's taking me around the globe, and now food does. I travel the world for the Mess Lords, which is our celebrity. Uh, hey, nice segue, stretch. Thanks there, Mark. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what is the Mess Lords? I get to Lords? interview myself. Yes, <laughs> tell me about the Mess Lords. What is the a mess lord? So the mess lords are a group of culinary chaotic clowns. I'd say um, we're all trained um, somewhat in the kitchen world. A couple of us um, in our troop are went to CIA, 
but they all have restaurants. They all have had CIA. On, uh, Culinary Institute of oh, America. Okay. Um, a lot of us are <laughs> School of Hard Knocks. Yeah, okay. CIA. Like myself, uh-huh. School of Hard Knocks. But we've had to be on, on television for MWR and Navy Entertainment to send us out. And we go under the moniker of the Mess Lords. We've been doing this for 10 years. We travel around the globe, and we've cooked over 200,000 meals. We donate our time. And that's from everywhere from Egypt to Bahrain to Djibouti. Yes, I said Djibouti. Aircraft carriers, <laughs> Guam. We've been to Gitmo half a dozen times. Um, actually, I did fish tacos in did Djibouti. Really? I did some fish tacos in Djibouti. Does fish tacos taste better in Djibouti? Um, the day I made them, they were really good. Yeah. I'll tell you that. Anything in the Djibouti <laughs> is pretty good. I was actually there on Ramadan, which is <laughs> really a tough time. Yeah, Djibouti and Ramadan. I don't see those going together. People don't eat during Ramadan. They, do they? don't. They don't yeah. eat and they don't drink, so it's really difficult when you're in those <laughs> kitchens. That's why my food was so good that day. A lot of leftovers on Ramadan <laughs> in Djibouti. You know, it, it's an interesting place over there, I'll tell How you that. How many people have we offended in this podcast? So uh, let's, let's count it up. Do we have a little clicker? Do we, we have do. a little Mike, clicker on the bottom? Mike, so our <laughs> producer's keeping track. Click, 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 click. Hey, we got to go because I got to get to Grinders to the bar. I'll see you there. Appreciate it. Come down. That's 417 East 18th mm-hmm. Street or GrindersPizza.com. All right. Stretch, a Kansas City original on Signal Hill.